Welcome, Warriors, to MDC. In this series, I'm examining every single goddamn page of the Secrets of Shadowloo supplement for the Street Fighter storytelling game, intent on uncovering the single biggest secret on each page. Every episode covers one page, every episode is short. Secrets of Shadowloo was published in 1994 by White Wolf Game Studio. Today we're discussing page 54 of Secrets of Shadowloo. We are still in the Mriganka chapter, where we continue to discuss the whole island nation of Mriganka, M. Bison's sovereign dystopia designed in his image, his personal brand of evil. And we now arrive at the very heart of Mriganka, the central corridor of the underground city. So far, we've talked about the surface of Mriganka. Then we talked about the science wing of the underground city. The central core is for the heart of M. Bison's vision for Mriganka but in a different way than you might first imagine. You can already tell something is up from the introduction to the Central Corridor on the previous page. It says, quote, Central Corridor. This high security area houses three of the most critical rooms in the building and a rose garden. This is a peculiar mix of things if the idea is that the rooms in the Central Corridor are the, the most important or that they need to be the most secure. That's not really what's going on here. These rooms all have a secret and they all share a class of secret that's going to be very important for you to understand to try to navigate and survive the Undercity of Mriganka. Let's start right at the very beginning on the first and second floors of the Central Corridor with the, quote, secret space program. Quote, Bison is currently waiting to conquer outer space as well. The hypertronic space shuttle waits at the ready. It also provides one of the many escape routes Bison has. Current plans for the exploration of space involve launching satellites with mind cannons, developing zero-g maneuvers for Lordrit, and getting ready for colonization of the dark side of the moon. There's also a note here that part of the space lab is under the swimming pool on the surface, which, as we know from pages ago, is a fact that may come up if you're unlucky enough to be doing laps on the day when M. Bison decides to finally take Shadowloo to the stars. There's some stuff here that is fairly pragmatic as evil mastermind tactics go, Orbital mind cannons, it's a bit Baroque, but you can't deny that it would be useful to be able to destroy people's psyches from orbital platforms. Colonization of the dark side of the moon. Of all the places that M. Bison has the means to take over, I think an airless, lifeless surface with no people or resources on it is probably not the best use of his money, but M. Bison is thinking big, he's planning for the future, no doubt at some point having control of the moon, or at least half of it, will be useful to Shadaloo's plans. But please notice that the third prong of M. Bison's space program is developing special maneuvers for Lurdrid, specifically for zero-g environments. Now, even if you are the world's biggest fan of beating people up, and I think M. Bison could make a viable claim to that title, you have to admit, you can't beat people up without people, and there aren't currently any people on the moon. Furthermore, and I don't know if you know this bit of trivia about real-life space programs, uh, spacesuits, so far, are not approved for psycho-crushers, psychokinetic channeling, or indeed feats of superhuman chi mastery of any kind. Famously, when the Apollo 11 astronauts were trained, their superiors were very clear. Look, you're going to the moon, it's low gravity there, very easy to jump, you're going to want to do a lot of karate in these spacesuits. Please don't. It is not safe to do karate in a spacesuit on the moon. And very little has changed in the intervening decades, so I don't think it is at all feasible for M. Bison to use Lurdrit to protect any kind of moon base or moon colony. This leaves only one possibility, not at all an implausible one. I think M. Bison intends to build a moon base, outfit it with sophisticated life support systems, fly people there with a hypertronic space shuttle, 
and then beat them up on the moon. I'm building a thesis here, but just note, within the fiction, the fact that M. Bison is developing zero-G Lerdrit maneuvers must be a carefully guarded secret of Shadowloo. And it would be pretty fucking hard to predict. I think you'd be pretty surprised if you jumped M. Bison in an orbiting space shuttle and found that he had a whole new moveset. But it is part of a predictable pattern. Uh, Moving on. Also on this floor is the World Planning Council. Quote, Here the overlords of Shadowloo report to Bison on their progress, allowing Bison to coordinate his global criminal empire. Personal view screens are also set aside for the overlords of bases throughout the world, and Bison, Vega, and Sagat also telecommute from time to time. A giant world globe can rotate 360 degrees to show geographical information, and pop-up computers can access data for these masterminds of crime. Of course, should anyone fail in their appointed missions, retribution can be swift. A hole will open in the floor, and the unfortunate traitor will be dropped into a massive pool of water where the giant squid can be fed. You knew that giant squid was coming back. This is part of the ecology of evil, trademark Chris Newton. M. Bison is not going to leave a giant, killer, intelligent, question mark, squid, sitting in a tank doing nothing. If we have it and it's evil, it becomes part of the evil ecosystem of Mergonka. Evil overlord hires evil scientist. Evil scientist creates evil squid. Evil squid eats evil overlord. The circle of life. The World Planning Council is the room that most clearly belongs here at the heart of Mriganka in the Central Corridor, given that it exists. But in fact, when you think about it, this is a very fancy setup for basic functionality, even in the mid-90s. Think about what this room is used for. Number one, it's used for in-person meetings with overlords. Uh, Number two, it says there are personal view screens set aside for the overlords of bases throughout the world, which to me sounds like... There are monitors all over the place, and each monitor is specifically tied to, like, video conference with an individual base somewhere in the world. And we know there are around 100 overlords in the world, so we're talking about at least a few dozen dedicated personal monitors just for having a Zoom call with one particular person. It's like having a room full of 100 telephones, each one devoted to calling one of your subordinates. This is not a great use of space, but maybe there's a reason that it's important to have conversations with overlords in this room. Maybe it has some kind of uh, special war room technology to offer. Quote, a giant world globe can rotate 360 degrees to show geographical information. I think what you're trying to say is it's a globe. (laughs) It's It's a large spherical representation of the surface of the world that can spin a shocking 360 degrees to display geographical information. That is, it is a globe. If you happen to have the tech on hand to do like a giant holographic, slowly turning 3D representation of the Earth, then great. But for practical purposes, you know, if you can spring for a hundred dedicated global closed circuit TVs for each of your overlords, maybe you could spring for a hundred globes and just give everybody one. I strongly suspect that it would cost you under $800 on Amazon to buy 100 globes and ship them to 100 people. My assumption here is that Shadowloo has Prime. Everybody does. I mean, I don't. But that's because I don't support global evil. Clearly, Shadowloo does not have that compunction. The only other thing of use in this room is, quote, pop-up computers, which it says can access data for these masterminds of crime. So you put it all together, but what does this room do? What is it for? This World Planning Council. I feel like when you really pare it down to the essentials, the functionality of the World Planning Council room could be matched by a room with 
a desk, a desk globe, an iPad, and let's say a dozen folding chairs. But of course, there is one vital function of the World Planning Council that would not be matched by this more affordable arrangement. I refer, of course, to the squid shoot. M. Bison could plan policy for Shadaloo with his overlords in basically any smart classroom in any school across the United States. But none of those classrooms, to my knowledge, contain a hole that leads to a slide that leads to a killer squid. Once again, this is a secret that would be hard to predict. I think you would expect that you're taking your life in your hands when you go to have a meeting about Shadaloo policy with M. Bison, but I think only half the guests would predict Trapdoor, and very few of the guests would predict Giant Squid as the ultimate instrument of punishment. However, once again, there's a pattern here. It becomes clear when we turn to the third floor of the Central Corridor, where we witness another gambit in M. Bison's ongoing rib campaign against Vega, Vega's Rose Garden. Quote, Originally, this room was reserved for Vega to use as a rose garden, until something went horribly, horribly wrong. Scientists had to use the room to install the nuclear reactor that powers the base and the mind cannon. Radioactivity leaking from the reactor mutated Vega's roses into botanical monstrosities. The most notable of these is a singing rose bush over 50 feet across. This mutant rose is an abomination to Vega, and yet another reason why he petulantly refuses to visit the Mriganka. Petulant, is he? I don't doubt it, but I have to say. <laughs> Vega has to know he's being fucked with here. I mean, it's bad enough where we end up. Okay, giant mutant singing evil rosebush in the middle of your nice, elegant little rose garden. For someone like Vega, who values uh, beauty, who has an appreciation for the finer things, having essentially Audrey from Little Shop of Horrors in the middle of your rose garden is going to ruin the effect. But even before the fucking mutant singing rosebush, even before the nuclear reactor, consider that M. Bison assigned Vega a space on Riganka for his rose garden, a space in a sunless bunker three stories underground. And it was only after Vega somehow managed to swallow his pride, marshal his gardening skills, and actually establish a rose garden in this miserable dungeon that M. Bison installed a nuclear reactor in the corner and turned the roses into caterwauling rose beasts. And by the way, the text says, quote, scientists had to use the room to install the nuclear reactor. Listen, we've got a lot of things filling a lot of space under the surface of Mriganka. We've got a submarine bay. We've got a tank for a giant squid who's already a mutant. We've got the fully unnecessary chamber for the World Planning Council. We've got train stations. We've got data storage. And yet, <laughs> the nuclear reactor from Mriganka, it's like, if you look at the map on, on page 44, if you look real close in the bottom, maybe I'll, I'll post a close-up picture of this on Instagram, the mutant rose is on the map, and it's like right next to the nuclear reactor. I mean, it's like the rose is in the corner, and the whole middle of the room is taken up by the reactor. If this reactor were a fridge, the rose could get itself a sandwich if it wanted to. It's that close. You didn't, you didn't have to put it. <laughs> you didn't have to put it right here in the middle of the rose garden. That's a choice. That's a choice that M. Bison made. And, you know, what's the secret in this room? Take your pick. I mean, I don't know what the fuck you're expecting by the time you walk into a room on this level of Mariganka after everything you've seen. But even after your journey, I don't think you're expecting a room with a giant singing killer rose feet away from a fully functioning nuclear reactor. But this too could at least be roughly predicted because of the pattern. And I'll tell you what the pattern is. This is the big secret on this page. M. Bison didn't really build a squid shoot into the World Planning Council. 
He built the World Planning Council around the squid shoot. M. Bison didn't start a space program to build a, a moon base and then decide, oh shit, I better learn how to do Lerdrit in zero-g environments. He built the hypertronic space shuttle so he could beat people up in zero-g there. And dozens of Street Fighters and Interpol agents have not died in the fangs of a rose singing Hello Dolly because Vega's Rose Garden happened to be the logical place to put a nuclear reactor. The nuclear reactor is there because Vega, against all odds, managed to grow some fucking roses about a goddamn mile below ground, and M. Bison needed to escalate the prank. It's mind-blowing, but it's true. The whole layout of this central core is what it is to facilitate weird and funny ways to hurt people. The reactor is here, the squid is here, the rocket is here beneath the swimming pool, as we mentioned earlier, for no good reason. When you are in Murganka, especially in the Undercity, you should always expect the wackiest possible attempt on your life at any time, because it is very possible, if not likely, that everything in your environment has been designed around killing somebody in a wacky way. If you know there's a squid, there's going to be a squid shoot. If you know there's a nuclear reactor, there's going to be a horrible mutated thing nearby. M. Bison just cannot resist creative torment, and that goes double if your name is Vega. We are not done with that subplot, by the way. Not by a long shot. Speaking of convoluted ways to hurt people, join me next time as Shadaloo achieves a beautiful fusion of the weirdness and the banality of evil on MDC. This has been MDC. New episodes drop every day except for Sundays, when all the previous week's episodes drop in one big megasode on the top-secret Patreon-only RSS feed. If you'd like to get access to that RSS feed and support the show, go to patreon.com slash megadumbcast. Contact or check out the show wherever you want. I am Megadumbcast on Twitter, Instagram, Gmail, Podbean, your favorite podcatcher, etc., etc. Street Fighter and all associated trademarks are property of Capcom. This season's theme music, used under a Creative Commons license, is City Lights at Night by Revolution Void, whose work you can find at sites.google.com slash view slash Revolution Void, or at freemusicarchive.org slash music slash revolution underscore void. Thanks for listening. Now get lost. You can't compare with my power. <laughs>